you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. Myself, DJ Impact, and Sin City Steve. We are your team for uh, this episode. Hopefully the guys will get better. Um, a lot of sickness is going on, and, and we're in holiday as well, so people working late. I know, right? It's yeah. crazy, but um, but we're here, and we're, we're happy to be here. Uh, you probably didn't... Uh, hear from us last week, or at least during the impromptu live show that they had. Uh, but we're here uh, for a three count this week, and we got three good topics for you. So we'll get right into it. By the way, hey, if you're joining us, throw your comments in the box of Facebook Live, Twitch, or YouTube, and we'll try to get it in as we see. All right. So make sure you join us in that. All right, let's do it right now. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. Here's our first count. One. And it is huge WWE stars absent from the Royal Rumble advertising from TJRWrestling.net. All right, so this is a really uh, quick and easy article here to read it just says that on december 1st triple h and wwe put out new posts on social media promoting the royal rumble the event is set to come live from tropicana field in st petersburg florida january 27th and while there is always an incredible buzz around the event that went to a whole new level following survivor series and the return of cm punk and randy orton the pair both feature on a new poster for the rumble however two names are suspicious by their absence both Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre don't uh, uh, don't feature, and the Scottish Warrior isn't happy about it. Uh, now, posted in a response uh, to the poster, McIntyre wrote, "Quote: Are you starting to understand my frustration now?" End quote. Now, Lesnar's absence also caught the eye of fans, as it's believed he he'll be wrestling at the event. In October, it was reported that Brock Lesnar would be back for Royal Rumble season before competing at the show. Uh, and then it says that Brock Lesnar hasn't appeared on WWE television since being defeated by Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam back in August. At the time, it was suggested that the former world champion could be retiring. However, he's expected to return. Lesnar wrestled a total of six matches in 2023, including in the Royal Rumble match. So since City Steve... Uh, this was yours, uh, Drew McIntyre and um, Lesnar is not in the advertisement poster. Isn't that interesting? What was your th think on that? So I think that one of these names uh, is not an alarming thing. 
Um, I, I don't think that, you know, having Brock Lesnar on the, on the poster. Okay, great. But I think that he would best be used as a surprise entrant into the rumble. Okay. Um, so I think that that, you know, it, obviously everything's deliberate, but yeah. you know, I think that that is a, a reason why they didn't list him on the poster. Um, is, you know, if they're planning on using him in a surprise fashion, because obviously he has one of those iconic entrance music entrance themes. Yeah. So, you know, you have people waiting in the ring. Oh shit. It's Brock Lesnar's music. He's not even advertised to be here. That's right. Get a bigger reaction. Talk value. Yep. Now on the other hand, you Mm -hmm. have Drew McIntyre, somebody who quite honestly helped to carry your company through one of the darkest periods that anybody has ever experienced. And that is the pandemic era. Yep. So yeah, Drew McIntyre carried the banner of WWE and was Mr. WWE for that time period where there were no fans in attendance. And, you know, I, that, and then his lack of creative direction as of late. Now, obviously I know that he's got, you know, the, the new thing that he's doing with the judgment day and whatever, but right. you know, even before that he was just languishing in the mid card. Um, no real story. Um, so it's, it's easy to see why he could be upset. Um, it was made mention of before he made his last return that, you know, his contract may have been up. Um, but that the fact is his contract is actually up in the beginning of 2024. Now, whether that's January, whether that's April, whether that's who knows when, um, according to Fightful, uh, it is early 2024 that his contract is up. So it could very well be a thing of WWE just hedging their bets and assuming that he's not going to re-sign his contract with them, which I could easily see as being a thing. Um, Sure. One thing that is very telling and let's be real. Let's, let's start, let's start the, uh, the conspiracy theory, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, WWE should seriously hope that Drew McIntyre's contract runs through at least, at least the end of June. Because if I'm Tony Khan and I have all the money in the world burning a hole in my pocket and I see Drew McIntyre tweeting out that he's frustrated. Well, Tony Khan's going to need to sell about 80,000 tickets for Wembley Stadium in August. (laughs) Drew McIntyre is definitely going to have a 90-day no-compete. If he is free of WWE contract anytime before, what, May? I think that uh, that could be very interesting um, as we get closer to all in. Now, we have American Bam Bam here. He says, even if everything Steve is saying is true, as a fan, why am I supposed to care? Amir Carter is left off the poster. Womp, womp, womp. (laughs) And and, 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 And that's the thing is, you know, that's his standing in the company now is Amir Carter. Um. He obviously doesn't feel that he should have that reduction in status on the show. Um, and quite frankly, you know, there are quite a few people out there that feel the same way. But, you know, WWE is a machine. That machine is just going to keep on churning. And I, I genuinely think that 
you know, this was a calculated decision. It wouldn't surprise me if they are, you know, cooling him down until he resigns a contract. If he resigns a contract, then I could see them pushing him again. But if that doesn't happen, obviously they don't want to push this guy to the moon and then his contract ends and then he goes to work down in Jacksonville. So, right. And yes, imagine that another WWE has been shows up in AEW. <laughs> so, but yet we never talk about all the, uh, you know, Ring of Honor has beens quote unquote, that show up in WWE or, you know, anything of that nature. But I, it just, that type of stuff makes me laugh, man. <laughs> it just, it genuinely does. Like that whole discussion just kills me. I I'm I just finally got a chance to look at the uh Royal Rumble poster and uh yeah, I guess he guess he isn't in it. Kevin Owens isn't in it either. I mean, we think about it, I mean, there's quite a few people that's Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that's not in it. I, I wouldn't look at that as I'm less than. I mean, how do you supposed to put an entire And let's let's know? call it what it is too. It could have been a, a an oversight because if as we mentioned that this whole CM Punk thing came together super last minute and it wasn't something that was planned for months. Right. Then maybe Drew just was the unlucky person who they took out of the, out of the poster to put CM Punk in his place, which could certainly be the case. Yeah. Okay. Huh. We shall see. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, listen. I mean, I, I like Drew. I, I made that clear, and I I wouldn't want for him to 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 go elsewhere. But at the same time, if he feels he's not uh being shown at the level of where he thinks he should be, then uh, then yeah. I mean, he can always take his talent, uh, you know, elsewhere. But uh, but that would suck because I think he does a a, a wonderful job of. Uh, Every every he's at, I don't think of him as a, a boring uh, talent like no. you know others on our team does. <laughs> right, and and that's the beauty of yeah. it, man. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Like you know, there are wrestlers that you like that I'm not a fan of, and vice versa. It it's all just personal preference and taste. That's it. Yeah, and I think that makes for a great storyline. Just as Cody is still trying to complete that that dream of just becoming the 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 universal world title champion whatever the long name for it um what would that, <laughs> what would what would fucking kill me and, and by that by that is i would yeah. fucking lose my mind of just sheer laughter is you know, they've been doing this whole build of, you know, finish the story, finish the story. Right. If, uh, you know, Cody finally slays the the demon, slays the dragon of, right. of Roman Reigns and ends this thousand plus day title reign. And then Damian Priest cashes in the same night and takes <laughs> the title right off of him. That, that would be the way to end that shit. Actually finish the fucking story. He's right. been on this chase for for years. He finally gets it, and yeah. he can't even enjoy it because <laughs> somebody else takes it from him in the same night. Right, that would be. But to finish my thought uh, as well, though, uh, Drew also could have that storyline which they've played up. But 
He's always wanted to be champion in front of a large crowd. Absolutely. Or in front of a crowd, bro. A crowd, right. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll take 10 people from this point, you know? That's uh, why he wants to go to AEW, because he can perform in front of that many people <laughs> as a champion. Right. See, there you go. I Somebody had to throw in the anti-AEW fun in this show. That's right. So might as That's well right. fucking be me. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hang in there, uh, hang in there, Drew. All right. Let me. Uh, maybe let me be your uh, your your uh, agent. All right. And um, <laughs> and uh, I'll make sure that to to keep you uh, to keep you on the show. All right. <laughs> oh man, I love our chats. All right. Let's right. go right into our uh, our second uh, count, <laughs> and this one is. Outgoing AEW star has expressed frustration. Another one from TJRWrestling.net. And uh, let's read to find out what this one is about. This one says that QT Marshall has reportedly expressed frustration over his time in AEW. On November 28th, he announced that he would be leaving AEW at the end of 2023. The star thanked the company and Tony Khan for his career in the company, noting that he had worn a, quote, myriad of hats, end quote, over the years. And this is including being a VP, manage, manager of talent relations, and writing over 750 formats. And since he's made that announcement, many stars have expressed their admiration for the work uh, that uh, QT Marshall had done in AEW, both in the ring and behind the scenes. Now it appears that the leader of QTV has stardom in his sights. And during the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer addressed the departure, noting that Marshall has, quote, expressed his frustration, end quote. This is what he said. I would say I've heard from many people, many people, some of whom did not know what this was happening, and most of whom did. So it was not a secret. I mean, some have known for weeks, some have known for months. People have talked to him. He's expressed his frustration. There has been things that have happened, end quote. So Meltzer said that Marshall's close friendship with Cody Rhodes would lead many to think the star could be leaving AEW to head to WWE wherever he lands. Meltzer believes Marshall's main goal is to be a wrestling star, something that is unlikely to happen in AEW. Uh Online, in QT Marshall's resignation announcement that caught people's eyes, said that he feels the company is, quote, heading in a different direction, end quote, to where it started in 2019. And of course, to Nick Hausman of House of Wrestling, he was alluding to the product becoming more, quote, focused on matches than storytelling, end quote, something more akin to New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is known for its sports-based presentation. And when asked why AEW would be going that way, a source told Hausman, quote, TK has always liked that style, end quote. You know, since sitting down now makes a lot of sense because, you know, when I, I always tell you that's the main thing that I that bothers me about AEW is the fact that there's this lack of story. And I just think when you when you came out to say that we want to present AEW as a another form of entertainment or wrestling that people can go to i think from the beginning if that's where they wanted to make it that should have kind of been uh put out there because it becomes confusing to a person like myself who 
grew up watching WWE and like that style. And then I come over to watch yours and see you're not giving, giving me that type of style. And then there is a reason why then I probably won't care to be a part of it. But then there's aspects of it that you do want to throw some storylines in there as well, you know, that you add a little bit. So I don't know if I, I don't know if he knows what direction he really wants to go with with AEW, which is maybe QT Marshall's point. It seems like it's a little confusion. Um, I don't know. I don't watch. I don't I, I barely know who QT is. I know I know about him. I've seen him a few times, but I don't know enough about him to speak on him. But what was your take when you read about his resignation and his reasoning on why he decided to do so? I saw this as another Cody hire oh. for WWE because oh. it's 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 going. It, it, that's what that's what's going to happen. Is QT is going to end up going to work for WWE? Is QT really that good? And I I didn't know he he fit so many roles. They said, uh, "Let me uh, let me just go back." quickly i mean he's he's the head trainer of the nightmare factory oh he is okay yeah you you know you know the nightmare factory the place where jade cargill got a majority of her training and then triple h said in a media call that she was trained like shit oh yeah that right that's right that place so you know if he if he goes to be a coach at the performance center then um yeah hypocrisy that's fun yeah well yeah Mm. i don't know where to say about that yeah but yeah, it says here he was including uh, being a VP, manager of talent relation, and writing over 750 formats. So he was a really important oh, yeah. uh, player in AEW. And so he, I guess he would then take all that experience and move that over in, into WWE is, is what you're thinking? I, I, I think that's, that's the most logical step. Now, obviously, um, QT recently won a very bloody violent death match in triple a um i I believe it was triple a um down in mexico and you know he held some gold for for the promotion so he is very accomplished in ring okay the the thing is unfortunately he was kind of stuck in this typecast of being strictly comedy you know, he had his his factory faction during the days of Dark and Dark Elevation, yeah. which made sense because though those were guys from the Nightmare Factory that were getting the opportunity to wrestle in front of crowds. So, of course, they're going to go out there, be with their trainer. That's the most logical thing. Um, but then, you know, that whole thing fell apart when they did away with Dark and Dark Elevation. And then... You know, you had the QTV stable get built up, mm-hmm. which, of course, you had Powerhouse Hobbs in there for better or for worse. And believe me when I say for worse, <laughs> um, you had Aaron Solo, someone who was a member of the Nightmare Factory um, and somebody, you know, who was synonymous with with QT. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had Johnny TV in that stable, John Morrison. Mm. being used as a comedy comedy fodder yeah um and you know it's it's just interesting that 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 this is just now everything's kind of coming to light with all this kind of stuff but if he's saying he he he, what is it it's uh he says writing over 750 formats so it seemed like he had some 
he might have some control. Why he never had better control over what he wanted his style to be within well, AW. Well, here, here's the thing is I'm sure that QT erred on the side of caution. Um, people saw him as being a writer in AEW and they didn't want him to, I'm guessing, obviously, I don't know shit sure. that goes on there, but yeah. you know, just knowing from my personal experience, if you are in a, in a position of privilege or power, or, um, you have say so, um, and determine how things are run in a particular way, in some cases you will err on the side of caution and actually sacrifice. Um, you will diminish your own standing um, and you'll make sure that other people are elevated in place of you um, just to ensure that people don't say, oh, well, he's he's got the book, so he's winning the world title, that type of thing. Right. So, you know, it. But, I even, if see- he, but even if he didn't win a world title, he could have still wrote himself that be a non-comedic wrestler if that's what he wanted to get up under. And and according according to to this article, though, I mean, if he's all about the storyline, if he's not so much focused on the New Japan style of presenting matches, yeah, um, then I can see that completely. Um, why not in a show where it's primarily monopolized by these, you know, sports elemented matches? Yeah, you got to have some entertainment here and there. So obviously, who else to do it? other than someone who enjoys that. So I think that that could have been part of it too. Um, But it just, it never got traction. It never took off. And I said numerous times on this show, how, how disappointed I was with those vignettes and those segments. Um, And that was the, the overwhelming sentiment with a lot of AEW fans, unfortunately. So if he was to come over to WWE, do you think he would play more of a, of a backstage guy or absolutely. Okay. Because I was Absolutely. almost thinking he wanted to do something back in the ring in terms of building himself to, I guess, being a star or a WWE superstar or something to that level, you know. But it I mean, like- I, I genuinely would hope that that's not the case. Um, yeah. Just because if you look at it, WWE is building themselves to have a younger and younger base, right? And they've brought in a lot of these um, athletes that were not professional wrestlers. Right. Um, knowing that they have the training staff on hand to be able to train them in their style so that they don't have any of the bad habits that they may have picked up on the indies or in another promotion or anything like that. Sure. And why not have somebody like QT who I didn't say he was a bad trainer. Okay. That was triple H. Um, and he didn't obviously say QT, but the, the mere fact is that, you know, QT is, is a very good trainer. Um, and you know, there've been numerous reports of people that have, that have trained at the nightmare factory, you know, talking up the education that they received there. So it's again, none of this stuff is my word, but this is, this is all stuff that, you know, it's all out there, public knowledge. I think that his best, his talents would best be suited in a training and support role in WWE. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Is okay. Got you. Let's move over into our. And yes, John, another Cody hire like Jade and soon enough Ricky Starks. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I can see Ricky Starks. Uh, <laughs> I can see Ricky Starks coming uh, coming over as well. Well, hey, that's what the business is about. It's right? a matter of time, man. And yeah. and honestly, though, like it's good to be able to be in this type of a position where there is an alternative. You know, sure. like what we were talking about just in the previous count with Drew McIntyre. Right. It it's good that there is at least this this ability for there to be other places to go um, where you're going to get national TV exposure, pay-per-view exposure, uh, worldwide TV exposure, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and it's not just one major promotion. So again, I agree. fuck the tribalism. Yeah. Support, support wrestling. Doesn't matter which, which promotion it is. You know, if, if you love WWE, then watch WWE. If you love AEW, then watch AEW. Yeah. You know, it's true. I mean, seeing what what has happened with a uh, swerve, I didn't watch. I haven't got a chance to watch that the match you were saying yet, but uh, but just watching uh, where he's come from, uh, even you know, force left out of WWE and coming over to AEW. I mean, he's a this guy's a star, you know, written all over him, swerve. So, um, yeah, I completely fucking agree. Um, yeah. And and you know, in the uh, American Bam Bam says, says the man who refuses to watch WWE. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's because I don't tip I, I don't like the programming that I've seen from them the last few times that I've watched it. So rather than get on here and bellyache and bitch about it, I just won't watch it and I'll watch something I like instead. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. All right. Let's move right over into our count three. Three. Ric Flair drops an inappropriate line during in-ring, off-camera promo in AEW. This is from S.E. Scoops. All right. This reads that, uh, see, certain aspects of Ric Flair's, quote, styling and profiling, end quote, subject matter in his promos may not be fit for 2023. On Friday's AEW Rampage, fans will witness the Nature Boys behind the mic, but the episode may very well have some words cut out. Rampage was taped on Wednesday following Dynamite, so Flair's promo already occurred, and some of his comments walked on the edge of inappropriate appropriateness. During the segment, Flair has been documented at, at inviting all women in the crowd age 18 to 28 to join him and Tony Schiavone in a hotel room. Uh, it says that the word got out regarding Flair's words on social media and it has not carried any favor for him online. A good deal have users implored for the line to be cut out of the program or even removing the promo altogether. Now, last month, Flair was announced that he signed a multi-year deal with AEW and has been a major ally for Sting during his farewell tour leading up to his retirement at AEW Revolution in March. Not only that, but the pay-per-view was held in Greensboro, North Carolina, the signature location of Flair Country for fans of his days with Jim Crockett Promotions. Now, while no matches have been planned for Flair at this moment, uh, uh, as of this moment, he's already gotten physical on AEW programming. Uh, Flair scuffled with Christian Cage at AEW Field Gear before Cage gave him a low blow. However, it was Flair's team of Sting, Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, who had their hands raised. Okay. So, Sin City Steve, apparently this comment uh, 
to the audience, girls, 18. <laughs> he put he put a specific age on there from 18 to 28. I mean, you didn't. Well, I mean, no, it, it, at least he's <laughs> at the age floor at 18. <laughs> That's true. I mean, and you know, as American Bam Bam says, you know, give the man a break. It's been his gimmick for five decades. I, sure. you know, like, I, you know what you're going to get with Ric Flair. Right. He's been doing this shit for like, like he said, for five fucking decades. Um, you can't expect him to, to change with, you know, with the, uh, with the times. I hate saying that phrase, but you know, it's yes, we, we do live in a different environment now than what we did during his heyday when he would have those promos. Right. But the fact is like you, you, you have to almost expect that you're going to get some of that shit when you give Ric Flair a live mic. Um, and the thing is, props, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because they always fuck shit up, but props to the AEW production team for their editing of this promo. Um, because if you were to not hear about this story, not see the clip, and then yeah. watch Rampage and see the in-ring promo, they covered it up perfectly like you mm -hmm. can't tell that 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 shit was even in the promo yeah um so it, it was done it was done extremely well by them but i mean no matter what you're going to have a segment of the viewer base that's going to be outraged no yeah. matter what you do um and you know it, it's it just so happens that this is the incident that people are choosing to focus on um Quite frankly, you know, I I don't want Ric Flair to wrestle a match in AEW. By <laughs> no fucking means do I want that. But do I think that he brings value to being in AEW? Sure. I, I think that just him being there, you know, if he's not sauced out of his fucking mind, I right. think that he could be a good, you know, a good person to put out there and do interviews and, and stuff like that given the fact that he's Rick fucking flair. Right. And if he's under contract to your promotion, like I said, as long as he's sober, as long as, you know, he's not, uh, you know, on some shit, then, you know, in anything that he says is going to have at least some shred of, of credibility because he has done it all. He is arguably the greatest of all time. And, and, and I'd say several people, you know, several, several percentages uh, of, of the viewer base, the listener base that's hearing us right now, they are sitting here shaking their heads. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time. So yeah, you're going to have that sentiment, but I think that this quite frankly, in my opinion, was blown way out of proportion. Well, uh, is it something that should have been said? I agree that it should not have been said. I agree with that. Um, at the same time, like I said, in the very beginning, you knew that this was the type of shit that was possible when you give Ric Flair a live mic. Uh, American Bam Bam says, hey, the real victim was Sting. He was visibly unpleased. And John Absolutely. said, hey, his tweet following his remarks were totally unapologetic and narcissistic. What he did was go into business for himself and totally stole shine from Sting, whom Flair was supposed to be there for support. And he said, get him off my TV forever. 
you know, an American Batman follow-up is almost like he's trying to steal the spotlight. He says he is there for Sting, and his actions do not match that. So maybe right. hearing that, you know, uh, Sin City, that's maybe where people have a problem with uh, what was said, is that the intention seems like it was more about him than it was uh, for Sting. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the, the tweet was one hell of a fucking guilt trip. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I'll just step away, and, you know, I'll disappear if I'm such a, you know, if, if yeah. uh, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> I come on, man. Yeah. It's, it's not that difficult. Like, just don't say that shit. Right. You know, it, and, and that's, that's honestly what needs to be communicated to them and, you know, just treat it as you would anyone else that says something that they're not supposed to say in a promo. You'll give them Rick, more mic time the next week. Rick, maybe say, um, how about we take all the 50 to 70 year old women, uh, in our hotel room, uh, Tony Schiavone, how about that? 50 to 70. God. Thanks for putting a visual into my mind. God. Hey, it's still younger than helicopter, he is. Helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> okay. If he, if, he, if, if he had an 18, 19 in his room, he wouldn't be able to survive. That would be the end of the man's life. Okay. Game over. Yeah. Done. Okay. <laughs> We have it. It wouldn't be the last thing match. It'd be the Ric Flair funeral. All right. You may right. want to go with the 57 year old. Try that one. That's more of your speed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Oh, well. Well, that is our, uh, our three, count, three count topics for tonight. We did it, Sin City. Uh, this, is, uh, this has been fun. Hopefully, oh, next definitely. week. Yeah. The uh, guys will be back. Hopefully, they're taking all their medicine and their vitamins and all that show, all that all right. stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. Vitamin C and zinc. That's right. Please. We need y'all back. And um, with that, we always appreciate everyone who watches us live, who downloads the podcast. We appreciate you and we thank you. And we hope you continue. Sin City Steve, what's your final thoughts? All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Also, very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country. Whether you're doing that on lands, foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do so we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. And there you go. So with that, y'all take care. We'll see you next time. And happy wrestling to you all. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.